It's episode 47. Lucas Zelesny is the former head of organic acquisition at U-Switch and former director of SEO in Zoopla. Originally from Poland, Lucas is well known in the global SEO community. I'm delighted for him to join us, sharing a wealth of knowledge, tips, tricks that you can implement today. We discuss schema, entities, in-links, the tool and internal links, content gap analysis and how organizations can work with SEO consultants and more importantly the questions to be asking them. We talk about common clusters of keywords, how Cloudflare can help your SEO and explore tools like Jet Octopus, Drip, DeepL and Personalizedly.net. Please enjoy the episode. Thanks for being a fab listener and support me by subscribing and telling your friends. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us. We are live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. I have uh, Lucas Zelenzi. Zelenzi with me. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Thank you for having me. It's amazing to have you here. Um, I've spoken on uh, stages with you virtually, uh, been on many of the same podcasts as you, although not at the same time. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's brilliant to have you in, 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 in on the show today. Um, you are a, uh, you were the head of organic acquisition at U-Switch. You were the former director of SEO at Zoopla. You've now uh, a director and co-owner at SEO London. You're from Poland originally. That's correct. I was born in Poland some time ago. <laughs> why, why, why SEO, by the way? Mm, you know, uh, I could say I didn't know what to do all my life, but this would be quite boring. Uh, uh, I, you know, like it's a long story. I will try to be very short. In a nutshell, uh, I was always trying to do something as a kid. And uh, it was a demo scene on the 8-bits computers. Then it was drum and bass and uh, making music, you know, composing music. And always there was this element of self-PR, self-promotion, and so on and so on. And then later, you know, I started building my own website. I started promoting my my uh, kind of music and the fact that I was playing in the clubs to get some bookings. And then I was realizing that, wow, this is quite a cool thing. So why not to do this um, kind of like commercially? Uh, and, you know, like it's quite hard to live on music. And I'm nowhere uh, where, 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 where Ariana Grande or, you know, Ed Sheeran <laughs> is. I am not an Ed Sheeran. Even I have two keyboards behind me. You see, uh, I'm nowhere close. And uh, and and I, I was I was thinking like yeah let's keep music as a hobby, and let's keep uh, this online marketing thing that I didn't even know what is online marketing then uh, as as a as a commercial activity. 
and that's that's in a nutshell that sounds uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I know you uh, are into your music as well. Uh, we Maybe we'll drop a link to some of your music in the uh, show notes afterwards. Um, so for people that are watching, uh, people that are listening, thanks for being here. We're going to be talking search engine optimization today. Uh, Lucas is steeped in search engine optimization. I'm curious uh, what it's like doing SEO for some big uh, well-known brands, so for example, Uswitch and Zoopla, but also uh, where, where uh, Lucas, uh, Lucas experiences now, uh, we're going to be giving you some SEO tactics that you can implement immediately after this podcast, this live video, um, questions that you could ask your SEO consultant or your SEO agency. Uh, we're going to give you lots of, of tips and what, what we think where the focus is right now in terms of Google and, and search. Uh, SEO is certainly um, my deeply rooted skill. That's where that's how I got into digital marketing. So it's just brilliant to be able to be discussing SEO today. We're going to be talking about things like schema, entities, internal links, uh, content, uh, and, and gap analysis around content. If you've got questions for Lucas, please do use the chat. Please do ask questions. So what what is it like working for big brands? A lot of people would say that SEO is easy when you're with a big brand because you've already got tons of links people are constantly talking about brands good or bad and that drives the links uh from lots of well-known websites as well so surely it must be easy for big brands well in in that way absolutely yes and uh, especially that you're rarely coming to the big brand on the beginning of their uh, journey because when there is a beginning of the journey, there is very rarely a big brand. Big brand is when you're coming to the company, let's say, you know, you're going to Shopify or you're going to HubSpot or you're going to, I don't know, Money Supermarket, Usage, Zoopla, you know, in a country like Britain, like UK, where everyone is saying like comparing prices is like a national sport. Everyone do this, you know, these coupons and, you know, checking the properties you really don't want to buy. Like, hmm, that's interesting, you know, and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then Zoopla have like, oh, another 5 million page views today, you know. So in that way, it's easy. The difficulty is coming somewhere else. Uh, it's coming because of the process, because of the, you know, lots of decision makers and so on and so on. Uh, U-Switch, uh, I think, was very exciting because they adopted lots of this kind of startup um, startup approach to, to many things. So many things was much, much faster. Other big brands sometimes takes time and that can be, you know, like if that's our two, three weeks to implement something, that's fine. But if there are months, months is very frustrating because, you know, on the other hand, you may have OKRs, which are in the circle of three months, three months, three months, and how will you deliver? So you're looking for solutions. That, that makes you think very creative. You're looking for, for solutions that will help the website, help the brand, and does not um, involve that much of the internal resources, or ideally, when there is no internal resources involved. And um, so... You've obviously been there, and and it's you know you must have had some seriously good learnings in your early part of the career working with big brands. That must have been helpful. But if we bring it right up to today, is SEO still important? Oh, it was never better time. 
for SEO consultant, but also for SEO businesses, because I think clients are way more aware of what is this and how to differentiate between something that is good SEO or something, someone who is doing a good SEO versus someone who is uh, still thinking fake it until you make it and, you know, uh, is thinking that SEO ends up where keyword position and buying backlink is, you know. It become way more sophisticated, but people are way more open, way more into that business owners, uh, decision makers, and so on and so on. So I think especially after COVID era, you know, people understood that unfortunately the fact that your grandpa and your father and you are running that lovely small business on the high street is not enough to secure this business because sentiments and, um, you know, the, this uh, love to the brand is one thing and the practical aspects is the second thing. So people who are running this lovely, cute brands and would never before think about going online uh, through Amazon, through Etsy, through eBay, or through their own website. Right now, they are way more f- flexible because they understand that they don't want to be another uh, VHS rental place that will, you know, like, but we have, this is so cool. It is, but it's not practical, you know. Yeah, so it's about now couldn't be a better time to ensure that you can be found online when someone's searching for your products and services where let's get let's drill into where website owners business owners need to focus in terms of their website so um i guess it's still about the basics which is uh you know content and links but there's a a new era um with with search engines which is around schema and entities so just talk to me uh, a bit about that uh so you see i mentioned before that there is this kind of concept of improving performance with relatively low engagement of in-house dev team and so on you don't want to bring these excuses to you to the person you're reporting to like yeah i could do this but i need these guys to be involved and and that's where um for example, tools which are working um, uh, on the on the edge between the server and the browser are are helping you, and that can be, uh, for example, in links, which is still a relatively new thing. And I am a big fan, uh, soon to be an enterprise enterprise level user. Uh, you know, it is a tool that is a one line of JavaScript, but and and after that everything is happening the magic is happening you have your 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 panel somewhere else completely separated from the website and your website is completely somewhere else and this tool is doing a lot of good things especially if your website is uh, have, have lots of lots of lots of pages first of all internal linking clever internal linking topic topically related internal linking second schema especially faq automatically injecting wherever there is like headers which start from how yadi 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 or what yadi 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 you don't need to do this uh, manually the, the the system will automatically tag these questions and you will get you have a chance to get much uh, bigger um, estate in the SERP 
for the results of, of the website you're working for. Then the same as, which is telling a little more about what is the topic uh, behind the, 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 the page. You know, a classic example, film. Film word can be a film, uh, a movie, or a film, a packaging, packaging foil, which we cover food. So, um, so this is one of many examples, and not only in SEO it works like that. You know, I'm a big fan of autopilot, autopilot, which is my main CRM at the moment, and autopilot is with one line of JavaScript is doing all the job after, is uh, scanning, like listening, what's going on with your forms. And when the form is uh, executed by potential customer and customer clicks and all the details are going to autopilot. Moreover, if you're using external provider like Typeform, which I'm a big fan of, there is an API. So, you know, all these things, and you have, you have this system completely detached from the website. You don't need to engage developers. Developers can focus on some other things, maybe more backend things and so on and, and so on and so on. SEO is important, but it's sometimes this clash, like we are thinking, we consultants are thinking like, this is the most important thing. And they're like, dude, I have so many things in the pipeline. How can I help you? And then you're coming like, you know what? Give me an access to the Google Tag Manager. That's all I need. Or <laughs> take, this, take this line of code and just put this into the footer and forget about me for three weeks. And I will come back with the results. So um, this is what, what, what makes me excited. And the tool that you're talking about is in links.net. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just put that on the uh, the screen if people are watching. Um, and what you're saying is that this is just a tiny bit of JavaScript that sits on the website and it injects code into different parts of the site. And, and the point being here um, is that uh, just you know, to bring people up to speed if they're not uh, really technical on on SEO, what Entities allows you to do is be able to put pieces of your content into the right parts of Google's database. Is that that's would that I would be fair say, to say, Lucas? Yeah, I would say more like entities are kind of the easiest understanding. Entities are as. Um, uh, constitute more like a topic what the page is about and obviously there is a schema markup to tell this to google uh how how this is working but if you will see the schema markup it's very very it would be very very time consuming extremely time consuming to do this manually because it's like this and uh, very often these entities are referring to wikipedia as the point of reference yeah and then finding these points of reference finding the right code uh, making the right syntax it all takes lots of lots of lots of time and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper and you know it's more like uh, the time needed for developing this manually would go exponentially up so the cost automatically will go exponentially up and there is no chance and then on the other hand me as a consultant i'm always looking for this kind of things that can work for me almost like a couple of extra human beings uh, and do the the, the 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 smart job um in terms of using in links any particular uh, tips or tricks or um you know, is this something that I could go off and do myself or is this something that, you know, having a, a consultant to really guide you and and uh, and help you understand it? What's what, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think uh, whoever is listening to us and is curious could go and in, install this and check uh, and and do this by by themselves. For the bigger website, maybe hiring a consultant would be better because we are thinking a little like, okay, where would be the biggest benefit of intern uh, interlinking this page with that page, yep. and then sometimes it may happen because we need to understand that this is kind of AI based. Um, so so you know. You're getting 98.5% of accuracy for saving 98.5% of your time. But there is still this kind of little issue that sometimes you need to tweak here and there. Yeah. And then, you know, someone who like me is working every day with this can easily like go like, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. This this internal link shouldn't should never point to to privacy policy or terms and condition. Let's turn it off, off and turn off. And, you know, also you, you're doing something in one place and this is scaling up everywhere. You know, this is amazing. And it's doing a good job uh, because very often when you hear it's fully automated system and then you hear in the same sentence SEO, you know that this will be something extremely dodgy. You know, like, it's like, time, don't. Run time to away. run away. Yeah. yeah, but this is different. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, that's why I like this. this, this kind because, of thing. The, well, the difference with this is that you're sort of setting up, I guess, in, in some way, sort of whether they whether you call them workflows or templates, but it's more about if, uh, you know, for, for all products, for example, this is what to do with all products. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I can, um, I, can, I can try to be impartial here and step maybe away from inlinks and go into, there is a plugin. I don't remember exactly the name, but I is know. It, is it WordLift? Uh, there is a wordlift as well. Yes. Yeah. Wordlift yeah. is working on this on very similar, except it doesn't do uh, internal links. But yes, it's also operating on the entities. And actually, if someone really wants to know more about entities, there is a very nice video uh, on YouTube prepared by Gennaro from Wordlift, which he explained in three minutes what are entities. Now. I wanted to mention one more thing uh, aside of uh, entities. There is a plugin for Google Spreadsheets, which is called something like uh, um, uh, Meta Description Writer or something like that. And the guy who wrote this uh, had an access to GTP3 AI cloud and is taking URL, list of URL, and in the next column, you can define what should be the length of the uh, of the meta description. Obviously, you can go as far as 270 characters, but you would rather go with 150. And it will be clever cutting, not like in a half of the word. It will be cutting either a little, uh, always to make sure that there is like end of the sentence. And then based on what you have on the page, it will try to generate meta descriptions. So now imagine that you have an e-commerce store and someone is saying like, yeah, we would like to have a more naturally sound uh, meta description. You can, you don't need to go page by page, page by page. And after three long days, you will say like, I prepared for you 200 meta descriptions. Or you, you ex you're asking someone outside um, uh, to, to prepare this and he may do a very kind of low quality job because also doesn't have knowledge, doesn't have time. No, there is GTP3, which is really, really good AI-based content writer. There is existing content and you're generating a massive list of 200, 300 
uh, meta descriptions. Obviously, there is a cost involved, but this cost it's let's say, you know, uh, ten, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah. Any any scenario is way cheaper than if you would do this manually. And then you're just sending this to client or to the developer in the CSV form. It's like just reload that, reload it, done. You know, so it's like checkbox ticked. Sounds like a, a handy tool to have. Um, so you, when you were talking about uh, the in-links tool and entities, you were talking about internal links as well. Um, only in in-links, in you only linking between pages. This is the beauty, and I think this is why you would never say it's like something, uh, you know, dodgy or something like that. No, you're just linking internally the same way like Wikipedia kind of linking, you know? Uh, and and so just talk about um where you know where, how how you might approach uh an internal what you know talk to me about an internal link strategy um you know i know you gave a tiny bit away there you know there's no point linking to the privacy policy for example yeah um yeah, so yeah, just yeah. just just talk to me about your thoughts on internal linking and and the the, the key things to be considering there okay so let's say we have a price comparison website um you know, I said like this is, is a national. Is, is national... that because is that because you used to work for you switch? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And let's say you are on the uh, on the on the blog post about uh, you know what to do if your credit score is not that great. Uh, so the innings will recognize if you will write uh, my my credit score is challenged. That sentence, my credit score is challenged, so what should I do? People are asking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sentence, shorter or longer, can be enough to initiate in links to link to, uh, for example, bad credit credit cards, yeah? Because that's very often how it's, uh, or, or sometimes some comparison websites are trying to name this different way, but it never works because people are always writing bad credit credit cards. I have bad credit, I want credit card, what to do? So it doesn't necessarily need to have word bad credit, bad credit credit card. It can recognize semantically that, okay, someone is talking here about challenging credit, credit score, low credit score. What should I do? And then, for example, uh, let's say there is another post and which is like when you're traveling uh, a lot uh, by your bike, uh, or to and then there will be like the word bike or, or or traveling by bike can be all internal link and can be pointing to bike insurance page yeah bike insurance page and then you know like traveling uh, can be a traveling uh, insurance or even it can be a life insurance because you're traveling so you are in risk of having an accident and something like that and someone can ask what is it giving and if you will think very like straight away bounce rate is going down page per sessions is going up time on pages is going up so this is that's are the three immediate um, uh, benefits and also the crawlability potential uh, uh, ability to crawl faster uh, between pages obviously you have a sitemap xml these days and so on but let's say uh, google can kind of um, cross refer that these uh, pages are important. And you don't have a situation, SEMrush is very good in reporting this when you're crawling a website. Very often there is in notices, orphan pages. So pages that have been only found because of the sitemap. And the only way to really visit them is because you typed something in Google, yeah? 
that's very often when you have a relatively big website. The second one is that uh, you may have uh, pages which have only one internal link. That's the second notice that you're getting from, from SEMrush. So these things are immediately fixed. And uh, do you set a limit to the sort of number of in-links you might have on a, a blog post, for example? Um, I think uh, I, I wouldn't say that there is any, any limit. Obviously, you don't want to make this look ridiculous, but I think there, um, in itself is limiting this. To, there probably is some kind of ratio between text and number of links. Yeah. I never had this kind of situation that where that I have like everything blue and clickable yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, it never happened. Yeah, and it works. You know, the, the the thing is that you need to have a piece of content. You know, like description of the product, description yeah. of the category. That at least there is a couple of, of sentences rather than keyword sentences that these links can be injected because links are injected right after the moment the page is loaded. So that's very important to understand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sounds really good. And then, but then, talking about content, then. So just moving it on. Um, I guess one of the other big opportunities is content gaps, so gap analysis on content. Yeah. How do you go about identifying content gaps and and uh, and considering content that you should be adding to your website? So you know, this is one of my most most favorite uh, approach to every every customer I am dealing with, and that also gave me uh, a massive kind of trust in eyes of clients who are operating in language that is language that I don't completely understand, you know, Turkish, for example, or French. You know, my French, I can only say au revoir, and that's it. Maybe sacre bleu, and that's, that's pretty much <laughs> it. I don't Yeah. <laughs> so uh, going forward, you know, what I'm doing, I am trying to understand what are the websites that are strict competitors to the client to my client website and very often i'm receiving them from my client or sometimes i'm analyzing data and i'm getting this from my client uh, and i'm getting this from the softwares and then i'm trying to understand what is the uh, what are the common clusters of keywords that make two three four five ten of my competitors uh, simultaneously ranking in google and my client is not ranking. If there is the situation that, let's say, my competitors simultaneously ranking on mortgage agri agricultural mortgage, agricultural mortgage deals, I had never heard about something like that. But hey, this is what data is showing. Probably this is something important. So I have a bit of math behind that I'm using to 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 group these keywords and to flip these keywords. Maybe I will do one video step by step one day uh, because it's a little of process, but it's a very exciting process. And then at the end, I'm getting cluster. I'm do I'm using uh, unigrams, some one words, and that can be how, what, when, but also like mortgage, credit, cards, loan, loans for 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 price comparison website. Um, for example, yeah? And then I'm building this as a pivot, as a massive pivot. And additionally, there is also a tool, SE, rank, uh, SE Ranking, uh, which is having a um, keyword grouper. It's analyzing SERPs 
and when multiple of keywords trigger the same URLs, then that constitute a group. And that is super easy way to take this massive gap analysis, slice the piece of the, of the keywords that are out there and then group them and say like, here we have topics. And this is the moment where you need to mix your knowledge with the knowledge of client. Because you're saying like, listen, this, what you see in front of you is as far as I as an SEO can, can get. Now you tell me what of these topics, what of these keywords, what of these clusters are relevant and what are not relevant. And then we have a discussion. Sometimes it's like, you know what? This is not what we're offering, or this is not what, what is legally possible to offer. We cannot say best. We cannot say the cheapest. You know, some uh, areas are very highly regulated, especially in UK. You cannot say the best because someone can be better. You know what I mean? There's nuances, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, sometimes client is saying like, oh, I don't know if that will be good. And then I'm explaining him, and I'm using the metaphor. I hope our listeners will like this metaphor, that client website is like on the orbit of the sun the sun is the you know the core this is the industries this is where the energy is and now we need to build topics which will be orbiting around the sun close enough but not too close because they will burn and not far too far because we will never you know get any heat any conversions so we need to be on this orbit like on mercury venus mars and earth you know these planets you know especially earth so they need to spin around uh, and, and, you know, I will give you an example, like, you know, for, for price comparison website um, uh, for energy, maybe like, you know, what is winter fuel payment or what is smart meter? What is dual fuel? What is economy seven tariffs? They are great. But for example, which refrigerator will save the most of energy? Maybe this is, you know, Uranus uh, and this is way, way too far, you know. A brilliant, so, a brilliant analogy. It's, it's a really clever analogy. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like it. Um, you talked about some of the, uh, when you're doing content analysis, gap analysis, sorry, uh, on content, you talked about using some tools. Are you okay to mention some of those? I know you said SEO, SE ranking. Um, yes. What are some of the other tools that you might use to extract some of that data? I am a SEMrush boy, you know, yep. uh, so I'm using a lot SEMrush. I'm using sometimes search metrics, <laughs> as yep. you can see, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, using a lot SEMrush and I'm using a lot Data Studio and the Search Console API because I can pull much, much deeper view. You know, I'm just uh, looking for hundreds of, I think I can pull up to 1 million keywords. So I can pull this. And I can then start working. There is no tools around, no tool around that will give me that deep view. I'm also blending this data using a SEMrush API and Search Console API, so I can see clicks, impressions, and then search volume, and then keyword difficulty, and so on, and so on, and so on. And you know, I bought um, IMAX with 64 uh, gigabytes of RAM just to be able to make sure that my Excel can process everything, every little bits. <laughs> you know, so and it still uh, sometimes cannot, but uh, you know, this is as far as I could get. So, 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 yeah. So, uh, Semrush SE ranking, Data Studio. Um, that's mainly for the keyword research. Obviously, I'm also using a lot Screaming Frog. I'm using Jet Octopus. 
for crawling, especially um, heavy JavaScript website where 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 JavaScript needs to be rendered. Jdoctopus is amazing, you know, especially that they can crawl up to 250 URLs a second. So if you don't like somebody. You know where to go. No, I'm joking. You, you need to verify. You need Dis to verify. Disclaimer, don't blame us. Yeah, don't blame us. No, no, no. You need to verify that you are owner of the website, obviously, like with every with, with every uh, crawler. But very powerful crawler, yes. And uh, I think uh, something in the niche that, um, that, uh, that, that was really, really desired. Of course, uh, on, on, on crawl as well. Uh, you know, so depends what is the nature of the business. Depends what is the nature of the website. Depends what clients need, what uh, who they are looking for. That's 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 and, the way. And we said that we were going to give uh, listeners, viewers, questions that you could ask your SEO consultant. What what exactly. would be what would be the things to be asking? And 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 tell me as an organization. Um, you know, should I be outsourcing SEO to an agency or mm -hmm. should I be working with a consultant? And what's the difference there? And what, what are the, the pros and cons around that? Yeah, so I think this is when, when someone is coming to me, then the first thing is like I'm introducing um, after I'm saying who I am, uh, I'm just saying, what am I doing? And what am I not doing? Because this is super, super important to avoid any misunderstanding. There is nothing more frustrating when client is thinking that you are a freelancer and you are telling them that you didn't told them that you are not, you know. So I think uh, there is more and more businesses that are very open to bring for some time a consultant, a person like myself, like yourself, like people who are listening to us, because we have a very specific skills. We don't know how to build uh, let's say a price comparison en engine or a property uh, website, but we know how to make this website working much better. Something that is for us very obvious may not be as obvious for the developer, for the business owners, and so on and so on. I will give you a very tiny example. When you create a new product and you're looking for a name for that product, you're very often going and uh, looking only if this is trademark or not. And that's it. But I'm looking also who is securing the first spot. Was there a movie? Uh, let's say one 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 of my clients was like, "Oh, uh, um, uh, Serenity is a great name." I was like, "There was a there was a movie. There was two movies with this with this name, and uh, you will never uh, beat this." Uh, or like for example, you know, calling product Ghost or, or or something like so generic that you will never be ranking on this. You can give this advices. Uh, ahead of the time and help a lot to save lots of money and to earn lots of money. So that I would say the first question from the client should be like, what are you doing? Who you are? What are you doing? How you will help us? Uh, what can I expect? What I cannot expect? What you are not doing? You know, uh, have you ever been working in the industry? Can you work with languages that you cannot speak? This is important. I am very successful SEO on the Dutch market, not knowing Dutch language, because I learned that, you know, you're going with many, many content. Content is very expensive in Dutch market, but you're going to your English content writers, but because of the competitiveness, it's a bit cheaper. They're writing your content in English. Then you're going to deepl.com, which is an AI-driven translator. You're translating this to Dutch and you send it to customer. Customer know about that. <laughs> customer need to read and say like, dude, this DeepL is so perfect. And I'm like, 
Thank you very much. And you saved like 50% of, of you get 50% more, uh, 50% more in the same price, you know? <laughs> so this is how I'm working with one of the customers. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, you know? Your, your, um, uh, the suggestion that, uh, the example where you would check, uh, what's ranking in Google for a brand name or a product name or whatever, it sounds like such a simple thing. But so many businesses just forget to do it and yes. don't think about it. And it's yes. only afterwards that they've invested a huge amount of money and they're saying, oh, it turns out that, you know, whatever brand owns Google's homepage, Google's page one for that. Exactly. And and very often when you're starting this conversation, they are they may rise this like, oh, what are you saying about generic word? Take a look on booking.com. And I'm like, that are exactly exceptions that you will uh, use to confirm that my assumption is right. You have hotels.com, booking.com, and chipflies.com, maybe. But, you know, like everyone, like Zupla is a great example, you know, Zupla. It's like a made-up made name, you know, Yahoo, um, uh, Google, and, yeah. and, you know, like these names didn't mean anything. Facebook. Be, they've been they've been created they've been built and they've been established i am actually contradicting myself a bit looking on this domain here i just put yeah because it's seo.london but i couldn't you, resist i couldn't resist you know you and you've had it for many years as well yeah you? i had it for many years but still there is uh sometimes confusion because there is this sponsor education uh something and once i had a call and they've been like talking to me for half an hour and i was scratching my head and i was like what's going on here i don't understand the word but you know like and and, and also it's uh, with this domain kind of it's sometimes difficult because people are thinking like it's seo.london.com.co.uk and it's like no seo.london people are still thinking that Oh, only com or co uk <laughs> i know and, and mine is fleek dot marketing and and it it's always followed with so is that .com or .co.uk? Exactly. It's like, no, it's .marketing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This, I mean, these domains have been out like years now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, that, that will come. That will come because will. our new generation is coming. And for the new generation, it will be obvious that you can use whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, so we, we talked about um, uh, schema. We talked about entities, internal links content gap analysis uh questions to ask your seo agency um the if where do you think the focus is moving to is there anything you know what's new for 2022 is it is it all about entities and, and schema or is is there anything else that we need to be considering for example uh google only what last week two weeks ago came out and said that it's going to start uh not ignoring, but not using meta titles anywhere near as much. And it's going to start looking at the headings, the real content on the page to start forming its meta titles. Is there anything else, any any opinion on that and, and anything else that you think uh, we need to be considering? You know, uh, I think everything needs to be uh, used wisely in SEO. The problem of SEO is that there is too much like uh, there is something appearing and everyone is jumping on this. You could see that that happened with FAQ snippets when they only appeared and everybody was putting them everywhere. You know, the same like a couple of years ago, stars. 
I uh, I know that one of my colleagues said like, and that's the reason why we cannot have nice things in SEO because everyone is abusing them. Everyone is like, but I think there is one uh, main trend I can see. Uh, there is this, uh, uh, you know, server edge uh, or, or, or serverless uh, SEO where you, you can go to Cloudflare and there is lots of applications which are working between your server and the browser final destination of the website. So they are working in the middle. And, you know, it's amazing because there are even like very simple applications that just maybe for tests. One of the application which I have on SEO.London is the progress bar, which is going through when the website is loading. And this progress bar is not sitting in WordPress. It's sitting on Cloudflare. Uh, so it doesn't interfere with the website per se. And another thing, another simple example is like back button. If you scroll to the bottom of the website, there is like, oh, you can return, click, and you, you will scroll up. Now, why I'm saying about this is because the same method can be used to modifying title tags, modifying meta description, H1, and so on, and so on, and so on. Personalizely. Uh, .NET uh, is, is amazing example how they are doing this. A little JavaScript code, editor on personalizely um, uh, .NET. Uh, the, the editor is sitting on their website, and you defining there that, for example, if client is visiting from England, show I was working with English companies, and if Romania then show Romanian companies. If Poland, show Polish companies, because that probably will resonate better with the customer, potential customer, because they can rec recognize this brand. Oh my gosh, he was working with Zupla, which not necessarily means anything in Romania yeah, yep. or in, in Bulgaria. And you're doing this, everything is happening in, in, in their admin panel, and there is this little link that is doing all that stuff. Yeah. So website is a website, and the, the, the all this marketing can be ex excluded and can be managed by consultant, can be managed by agency, and so on and so on and so on. You know? um, um, yeah, um, um, what the big point you're making there around the browser, the, the thing that sits in between the browser is that you're not forever bloating code on your website uh, and slowing exactly. it down, but instead getting something to sit on top of it and make decisions on the fly uh, and dynamically work. So yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And I really, really recommend everyone who is listening to us, if there is um, uh, option to, to, to test uh, Cloudflare, because it's even for free account, you know, you, uh, you can generate very easy like a ribbon with promotion or, or something like that. They may look like very, not very appealing things, but in fact, they are just to show you how easy it is to do this thing. Another thing, which is maybe not Cloudflare, but Drip. I love Drip, how, how easy Drip is. You know, you're putting a line of code and the rest you're configuring on their website. And I'm using Drip for exit pop-up, you know, because you can put the same font, the same colors, everything exactly like a part of the website. However, this is not generated by WordPress. Because if it's generated by WordPress, you need to remember which plugin, is it paid, free, you need to update this, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> uh, Lucas, this has been brilliant. Uh, tons of value, loads of tools, 
Uh, I'll try and uh, get them all in the show notes at some point as well. Um, but really appreciate it. So the, ob the obvious answer, because it's on the screen, but for people that are listening, uh, if they're wanting to chat to you, where's the best place to find you online? Oh. Here in Dagnam, <laughs> in Lon <laughs> East London. Uh, no, I, I am I am living in the internet, so the best way is just to pop an email on seo.london or find me on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, I am always trying to respond. There is autoresponder on LinkedIn, which I really like because I've been unable very often to answer on time, but I will do my best that if someone would like to talk, then, then you know. Uh, and there is also... If you send me an inquiry, then there is a link to the calendar that you can book my calendar for 20 minutes and we can have a conversation like right now, which I think works the best uh, because we can share a screen and so on and so on. So various options. <laughs> Excellent. You've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. And um, on my podcast and these live videos, I don't often get to talk about SEO anywhere near as much as i'd like to so it's been uh, just you know thank you personally so much for giving me the opportunity to get deeper into search engine optimization on my own podcast uh and uh and i really thank you for your time uh and and uh and for people that are listening people that are watching thanks for being here um and uh and hope this has given you some inspiration but also a bit of a clearer focus on search engine optimization so Thank That's you very much for having me. And uh, likewise, thank you very much for, for everyone who was uh, spending this 45 minutes with us. I hope that you found this interesting. And like we said, like, ask Johnny, ask me any questions. We are happy to help. Absolutely. Take care for now. And thanks very much indeed. See you soon, everyone. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.